Hey sis, welcome back. You're listening to the Sis You're Doing Okay podcast. I'm your host Desiree and this is episode 48. Okay, so wow. I just looked at the episode count and we are two episodes away from 50. That's crazy to me. Also, you know what else is crazy to me? It's going to be two years since the Sister Doing Okay podcast started. I I actually can't believe that we've been doing this for two years. This is, It doesn't feel like it at all. It feels surreal to say two years. Anyway, how are you doing this week? Happy Black History Month. How, how are you celebrating that? If you celebrate at all, I remember last year I did an episode talking about why I don't celebrate Black History Month. Um, it's because I don't um, think that we just need one month to pay attention to it. I think it should be a year long thing. But realistically speaking, that's where we live in the world. You know, it's not something that necessarily is front and center. Let's just be honest. But um, I think with a little bit more maturity and experience this year, I think. I changed my position a little bit. I think, yes, let us dwell and celebrate in this month of blackness, okay? We all take all the recognition (laughs) we can get this month. Anyway, um, this week we are talking about failure, um, answering questions like, when can we actually consider ourselves a failure? Do you have an idea of when that would be? Um, I want to also explore like, how do we even process failure? What do we do with our feelings? What does it look like? And then next week, we'll be talking about like how to prepare for and recover from failure. And then in the last week of February, I'm going to have an amazing guest interview. I promise you, you're you're going to want to listen to that episode. (laughs) She's so funny, so real, so honest, so intelligent. Um, Anyway, so this week we are talking about failure. Next week we are talking about failure. We are in February. We know that typically February is the month when our resolutions begin to fail. Am I right? But we are going to do better this year. (laughs) I failed. And I'm going to tell you all about it um, in this episode. So without further ado, let's get into it. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but I took last week off. Um, I, I'm, nobody asked, but I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> um, I was dealing with some personal stuff. Um, and I just really needed to bench myself, just sit in a corner somewhere and really just feel my feelings. I'm always telling you guys to do that. Feel your feelings. Well, yeah, last week I needed to feel my feelings and I've, I've felt them and <laughs> I'm doing better now. Um, so that's why I'm here this week and uh, we are going to be talking about failure. Um, throughout the course of this episode, I will be answering or attempting to answer three of three questions. Um, um, and they are as follows. When can we truly be considered, um, a failure if ever? Uh, and I know that may sound a little uncomfortable. I know at least for me, it's uncomfortable to think about, but we are going to go in, in today's says the second question I'm going to uh, attempt to answer here is does failure 
serve a purpose? And lastly, how can we properly process failure? It happened to me. <laughs> uh, I think I knew I was going to get to this place. I failed again. Like, like I said, um, I needed to take a break last week and that wasn't something that I scheduled. Right. And that's the thing about failure. We don't schedule it. It kind of just happens. Right. I made these grand plans at the beginning of the season um, that I was going to change the format of the show uh, on a month-to-month basis. The idea was I was going to deep dive into one topic per month and examine it from various angles um, for four weeks straight. And here I am. We just got this show up and running and I've already missed an episode. Um, Even with the best intentions, y'all, I really felt like this goal that I set in my head was doable. I was thinking about this um, from before the new year. Um, I felt it it was reasonable. It felt like something I could really commit to in the long run. But here we are. I'm thinking about it and I'm already ready to pivot. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that I'm the only one that feels embarrassed by this or a little bit devastated. But that's the thing about our failures. Most of the time, we are the only people who notice them. Unless they're like these epic things and other people are directly affected by them. Most of our personal shortcomings are experienced internally and all alone. And that's part of the reason why they can feel so enormous. Unless we are inviting other people into what we are experiencing, we tend to bear the weight of what seems to be so huge by ourselves, while everyone else around us would be hard pressed to know what was even going on. I know this about myself. I'm super creative. Okay. So I come up with ideas, like literally every five minutes, I have a brand new idea. And and, and I have that idea. It feels like, yes, this is the best idea ever. (laughs) And it feels so real in that moment in my head. They're beautiful. They're possible. And they're, they can be successfully executed. Like, tell me I'm not the only one who's like this. Um, it's happened before, uh, in every area of my life. So, um, for those of you who have been around for a while, you know, I've been married for like 17 years and I have five kids and I home educate. And so in those three categories of life, I have always had grandiose ideas about how things should be and look perfect and all the plans that I can create to make those things work the way they're supposed to. And I say supposed to, I'm using air quotes. In my head, I know that I can come up with really amazing plans, checklists, schedules that are color-coded and time-blocked. They are always the best before I actually have to do them, right? I, I hear a lot of people say, I was the best parent before I had children. Yes, hi, me too. But then all of a sudden, something goes off the cuff. All of a sudden, one person decides they're not going along with these plans that I've created for them. Did you hear that? 
I'm creating plans for other people. All of you seasoned seasoned listeners, if you listen to the last two episodes about automatic negative thoughts, we have these ways of thinking that we can control outcomes, that we can predict outcomes, and we simply cannot. And that's where the problem starts for most of our plans. Most of our plans, we do not incorporate the thought that there are other people who are going to have to play a part in the success of this plan. And we have that X factor of we can't control how other people are going to respond to our plans. At least that's just me. I don't know who else is like this, but I know that when I'm planning, I'm planning that everybody is going to do exactly what I said the way I said it, when I said it, how I said it. I like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, right? Maybe it's just me. But um, the only thing that we have control over is the me part of that equation, right? And so this is, for me at least, where failure starts to, the feeling of failure starts to set in. The beautiful thing about self-awareness and character discovery is that it allows us to learn that very lesson, that we can only control ourselves and we actually don't have much control over the outcomes. Um, We have the ability to plan, but we don't have the ability to guarantee the results. And I think a lot of the time, the reason why failure hits us so hard is because as humans, we tend to believe that we are way better than we are and that we have way more control than we do. And so therefore, if we say something's going to be a certain way, if we plan for something to be a certain way, then it has to be that way, which is not always true. Yes, there are times when we plan things and they go according to plan. But then there are times when we plan things and everything falls apart. Let me share a little story for you. When um, we were getting married, um, <laughs> I had all these real, like, when I say, like, planning is, like, my superpower, I go plan. But anyway, I had all these great plans, right? And one of the plans was that um, we had a canopy that we were going to get married under. I was going to be inside of that canopy. It was, I had, it was veiled all around and, um, I was going to like emerge out of it and whatever. And that did happen. But what I didn't plan for was um, my brother-in-law who was given, delegated the task of building this structure. I did not account for the fact that he was going to build it on site the day of the wedding. Our wedding was supposed to start at 1.30 and it didn't start till 4.30 because construction was taking place (laughs) during the time of our scheduled ceremony. Um, And needless to say, I was frantic for a bit. And then even back then in my baby years, I came to a place where I said, you know what? I have felt the full range of emotions here. Uh, I have no more room or or energy for any more emotions. I literally just sat there and I said, God, we're going to get married today. (laughs) I don't know what time, (laughs) but I know there's going to be a wedding ceremony today. So I'm just going to sit here and be 
what I can. And that's what happened. And obviously we got married and everything was fine. And it was beautiful uh, when it finally was going to, when it finally happened. But um, like I'm saying, all of this is to say that our plans don't always go according to our plans. I, for a long time, thought, like I said earlier, that I could control outcomes. I did not know on a heart level that I couldn't control it. I knew it in my head. Like, yeah, I know I can't control you, right? But in my heart, deep down, I thought, if I just plan enough, then I can avoid failure. I can take control of everything. I honestly thought that I could control my life. <laughs> and my attempting to, attempting to control my life, I also thought I could control the lives of people around me. I want you to take this moment, okay? And praise God with me that I have been delivered from that mindset. I know now how faulty that mindset is. But sis, without knowing this, the, the no, without knowing the reality that I just cannot control everything, it was a definite recipe for disaster. It was a recipe for emotional devastation and painful failure. And as a mom, especially moms, we feel like it's justifiable to want to control outcomes, don't we? After all, we are responsible for the lives of our children who have been entrusted to our care. And of course, we do have to have some level of control, right? But we cannot control them like puppets. And then now you add for my situation, being a home educator, not only do I feel like I'm responsible for the character development of my children, uh, I'm now carrying the extra burden of responsibility because now I'm responsible for not only interpersonal behavior and, and emotional function <laughs> development, but now the entire weight of their educational success is also my full responsibility, or at least that's what I thought. So there we go. The storm is now brewing. It's called fear of failing and it's raging on the inside of me. Couple that with things like trauma, anxiety, depression, people pleasing, and the thought of failing and not being good enough was basically like the soundtrack of life constantly. So why did I tell you all that? I want to say first and foremost that even with the perfectly laid out plans for like the podcast format and all that stuff, they were good ideas. And guess what? They still are good ideas. The thing is, most of our plans and most of our goal setting are just ideas that haven't been tested. The plans that we make, the goals that we set, the visions of success that we see, they are all valid. They are all very valid, but for the most part, they are untested. Failure isn't a result of our intelligence or lack thereof. It isn't always indicative of our personality or character flaws. Failure is simply a part of the learning process. Does it ever feel good to not succeed? No. Does it feel good when your color-coded, time-blocked plans and schedules don't work out? Uh, no. It feels as though you may have just wasted good time on something that just didn't work. 
But that is the furthest from the truth, sis. The time you spent was not wasted. I want you to reframe that thought. The time that you spent creating all of these plans and setting all of these goals were actually an investment into your future. It was a chance that you took on yourself and a chance that you took for your future. The truth is, even our best efforts don't guarantee immediate success. It is only through a series of failing over and over again that we learn what doesn't work from what does. Imagine if we never failed. We never, ever made a mistake. How would we learn? We would never learn. And we would never grow. I have lots of kids, so a lot of my analogies are based on child development. So here I'm talking about babies learning to walk. I feel like babies learning to walk are the epitome of learning through failure. You see that little chubby-faced little human? Oh, they're so cute and they're little... My babies wore cloth diapers and they're chunky little legs. Anyway, no matter how many times they fall, they are determined to learn this new skill. And so when they fall, they will cry. They get discouraged. They have tantrums. They feel helpless. But a moment passes and then something triggers in their mind to get up and keep trying. It could be that toy that they want. It could be that cookie that they want. It could be that sibling that they want to harass. But something encourages them to get up and try again. They change their strategy. They begin to hover, push off slowly from different tabletop services or counters or even their siblings' heads who are sitting on the floor. They test uh, no hands. They rock back and forth. They wobble. Uh, they're, they're, they feel their feet on the ground. They wiggle their toes to keep grip. They concentrate on holding themselves up. And, and when they're super close to taking that step because they've steadied themselves, they fall. But this here is the power of failure. Each failed attempt at our goals provides us a new opportunity to try again, to try new things, to acquire new awareness, to gain new experience, to be strengthened, to practice things that work and things that don't work. And we can ditch those things. They help us to seek help, (laughs) to use support, to do research, to finally experience a small success and to feel the rush of joy and excitement that accomplishment finally brings. But if you've seen children learning to walk, when they're just like learning the mechanics of it, they look super awkward and they're usually very unstable. And us too. Until we have failed enough times, we will also feel uncomfortable and awkward in new spaces and challenges. But I want to bring your attention to something. Did you also hear me say that they get discouraged? They have tantrums. They feel helpless. They cry. (laughs) So all of those things are perfectly normal to experience in the midst of every failure. 
Don't be afraid to be unhappy. Don't be afraid to let those tears flow. But also, don't be afraid to try again. Failure actually isn't the end of the road. I would like to submit to you that it is a necessary part of the start of every journey, destination, and goal. Also, I want to bring your attention to the fact of goal setting being an actual choice to participate in failure. What? What did you say, Desiree? Yeah, really. Because if you had everything you needed to be successful at your goals, then it wouldn't be a goal, would it? It would be an accomplishment. The fact that you have set a goal denotes that you don't have everything you need to be successful yet. And that success will only be attained on the other side of many failures. So did I fail at my podcast goals? Actually, I didn't. Um, When we set our goal, it needs to be tested. And I tested that goal and it didn't really work out the way that I, I planned. I discovered some things weren't going to work right now. Um, our ambitions are never wasted. When I failed at my homeschooling plans, all of the unfinished curriculums, the copious amounts of TVO Kids and Dora that my kids ended up watching because I was totally discouraged, or the ungodly amounts of screen time that even to this day, I have to keep a handle on when I get discouraged. Um, the things that I have to work through as I battle low days of depressions or days of high anxiety, all of those things do not mean that I'm a failure. All of those things do not mean that you're a failure. If we could learn to reframe failing in our minds, maybe we can come to a place where we would become more comfortable with it. Maybe we can even get to a place of failing confidently. So can we ever call ourselves a failure? Yes, there is a time when we can call ourselves a failure. The only time we really fail is when we stop trying. Other than that, you are not a failure. When you decide to quit and never revisit, never retry or pivot your goals based on the information that you gain from not getting it right, that's when you become a failure. But beloved sister, if you know that this too shall pass, this is a lesson to be learned, and you take a break if you need to, but know that you are getting back into the game, then you are not a failure. You are a learner. What I really want you to take away from this episode is, one, failure is only a failure when you stop trying. Not when things don't go your way, not when things don't work out the way that you envisioned. Second, every time you fail, there are lessons waiting to be learned and applied. Look for the lessons when you fail. They're there, they are there, and they're valuable information. Our failures are always providing lessons for us, just keep on trying. And that's the message. Just keep on trying. And when you do experience failure, when you do experience setback, when you do experience a missed goal or a missed deadline, 
or life or emotions or ambitions being um, unmet. When we experience these things, I want to encourage you to feel your feelings in the midst of your failing. Don't run away from them. Don't pretend they're not there. Don't shove them down. Don't try to ignore them. They will make themselves known. So the best thing you can do for yourself is to feel those feelings. Don't ignore those feelings. Make sure you feel them. Say them out loud. Write them down. Tell a trusted friend. Record a voice note. Record a video. Get those feelings out so that They're not occupying um, space that you need to process the information that your lesson is trying to teach you, right? Because a lot of the times, if we're not um, making space, we're just going to be confused and continue to quote unquote fail and fail and fail again. Like I said, we never really fail, but there comes a time when we have to do the same thing over and over and over and over until we get it again. We can shorten that process if we uh, deal with our emotions properly and learn our lessons quickly. Mm, it's not that easy, but I'm just saying that's like the goal. <laughs> and then I want you to remember that uh, our goals and our plans are not set in stone. I wish somebody would have said that to me, but then again, I probably wouldn't have listened. But anyway, here I am, and I'm hoping you listen to me when I say this. You can pivot until it feels right. Like in the case of the podcast, I'm going to pivot. I mean, I said I was going to do it one way. I'm probably not going to do it the way I said I was going to do it because I'm learning that that was a good idea, and now it's time to pivot. You are not married. Don't be so married to an idea that when you have to make a change that it feels like you're cheating on your idea. You can always try different things. So next week, I'm going to walk you through the process of preparing for and recovering from failures with some practical emotional, mental, and physical techniques that can reduce the unpleasant feelings we experience when our plans don't go as planned. Before I go, I want to leave you with some encouragement from scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. So the next time that you are afraid to try and afraid to fail. Remember that paralyzing fear that leads to inaction does not come from God. He has given us the spirit of power, of love, and sound judgment. Like, I feel like that's a whole sermon right there, but I'm not going to preach to you this week. (laughs) Maybe another time, but just remember that you have the power to change because God has given it to you. You have the ability to love yourself past your failures because God has given it to you. You have the ability to make sound judgments because God has given that to you. And the next scripture that I want to share with you is one of my favorites. It's Psalm 73 verse 26. And it says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Now, this this scripture is like a go-to for me. If you, like me, have a heart that is given to excessive worry and fear of not getting things right, um, please be reminded that even 
when your flesh and your flesh could be interpreted as your efforts or even your physical strength, even when they fail and your heart, like your emotions, your mind, the the inner parts of you, when those fail, God is the strength of your heart. He's the strength of your heart and your portion. Like, think about it this way. You go to Mandarin with a tea, a teacup plate. You know those plates that you put your teacups on, like in a tea set? Anyway, um, and that's all, that's the only plate you have. How much food can you get on that plate? You can't, the portion's going to be small. But God is your portion. So that means that plate is probably something way bigger than you can even imagine. And the amazing thing is that he's not just your portion for a little while. He's your portion forever. And this is why I can say at the end of every episode, even though it may not feel like it, sis, you are doing okay. It's because you are alive. You have breath in your lungs. Yeah, you may have failed. Yeah, things may have not gone the way that you had hoped, but you are still here. You have the opportunity to pivot. You have the opportunity to change. You have the opportunity to get up even though you have fallen because you are still here. There was a time when I didn't even want to be here. There was a time when I wanted to give up on life altogether, like in a literal sense. But I am here. And if you are still here too, that means that you are not in the worst place that you've ever been. You may have health complications. You may have relationship complications. You may have mental health issues, but you're still here. (laughs) That means you have the opportunity to grow and you have the opportunity to change. You have the opportunity to get support. You have the opportunity to make things a little bit better than they are right now. So to that, I say, it may not feel like it right now, but in actuality, sis, you're doing okay. I will talk to you next week. Make sure you come back. We will be talking about how to recover from and how to prepare for failure. And I think it's going to be really beneficial for you. So have a great week. Talk to you soon. Hey sis, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Were you encouraged? Did you find this episode helpful? Are you looking for a way to say thank you and to show your appreciation and support for the show? Well, here are a few simple ways you can do that. First, you can share this episode. This is, in fact, the easiest option, and it's free. If you loved this episode, I bet you can think of a friend or two who may also enjoy it. So go ahead and share it, because sharing is caring. Secondly, you can subscribe or follow. Okay, so there's a little subscribe button usually at the top of the episode pages from whatever podcast app that you're listening from. Um, If you're listening from Apple or Spotify, you can leave a rating and a review. I like five stars, but I will take four. And I would love to hear in the review section your thoughts, your biggest takeaways, or tell me why you listen to the show. The third option is you can buy me a coffee. It's simple. I love podcasting. I love sharing. 
I also love coffee. And if you want to support my habit or just the show, you can always buy me one, three, or five coffees. It's entirely up to you. Just to let you know, each cup fuels at least one episode. So let that be your gauge when you decide how many you want to buy. And then lastly, I don't know if you've heard, but I am taking coaching clients now and I would love to support you in seeing success in your personal goals this year. To book a clarity call with me, head over to my website, www.sisterdoingok.com and tap the book a call option. I am exactly the same way in real life as I am on the podcast. So if you feel like we could work some success magic together, be sure to book your call soon. Also, my introductory pricing is going up in April, so book now to get high value for half the cost. I appreciate you tuning in this week. I hope we get to hang out again next week. Until then, don't give up. Stay in the game. Sis, you're doing okay. Okay.